0: In the suburbs of Gotham City is the home of Bruce Wayne. Only the faithful Alfred knows what lies beneath the house. Those relentless crusaders for Law and Order, Batman and Robin.
1: Welcome to the latest installment of The Dork Knights, a podcast that the internet deserves but not the one it needs. As usual, I am your host, MB, and joining me is my critic with the most balls, my theater-goer, the Muppet to my Sesame Street character, the Bogus Birdman.
0: Good afternoon, sir. Indeed. Kind of... You, you, I think you said last time that you're scraping the barrel for this stuff, and it's becoming more and more evident in yeah, each an episode.
1: Yeah, I think I need to start like writing it down in advance. I was kind of hoping stuff.
0: you would you would say something like, uh, the Siskel to my Ebert, or something like that.
1: Well, you know, I'm I'm not clever. Otherwise, I would have probably
0: said that. And like Roger Ebert, you should be. You should not be able to talk. Like Roger <laughs> Ebert. Wow, we're
1: go that's we're right, going I was, there.
0: Well, I, if I'm Cisco, I'm dead. So. Yeah, that's true. The world is a better place.
1: Though, I don't know. Maybe you could be a roper.
0: Nobody wants to be roper.
1: Yeah, sure. I know. That's that's why I made you roper.
0: You asshole.
1: Indeed, well, if you haven't already guessed by the way our banter is going, we actually have kind of a theme going tonight, or today, or whenever we're actually recording in the afternoon. But
0: yes, I, I don't want to give the time, so you know, just get <laughs> we, guess.
1: We, we learned our lesson the last time with that. Yeah,
0: yeah we're we'll stopped giving the time. This is no longer. If you want a podcast where they talk about the time and the date, look elsewhere, man. Yeah, I mean, and if you're looking for a podcast to tell you the time of the day, what the fuck is wrong with you? Who, who the hell are you?
1: You're, you're kind of a freak.
0: Are you Rip Van Winkle, Steve Rogers? And what year is it?
1: So he's Kyle Reese.
0: <laughs> Kyle Reese, but like, poor, unlike like Kyle Reese, he doesn't look good naked.
1: Well, the thing is, is that Kyle Reese is like, did he just want another time? Like, is that the whole reason he came back to the future? I did think he, he's
0: like. Say, like, what year is it? You know, it's 1980 something. There's still time to knock up Sarah Connor. Yes, <laughs>
1: I'm gonna get lucky.
0: That's the whole reason he went back in time was to score with you. Guess what? That's I, I imagine. That was John Connor's. Like, like, look here, man. Send you to a time machine. I want you to protect me. But, but there's this lady there. I'll tell you who it is, but you're gonna get lucky. I know you're gonna get lucky. You wanna get some pussy? And like John John, uh Kyle Reese is like Sure, yeah, but, but but you may die, but you get pussy Bye. and he shoves him through the portal.
1: No Then he then he appears out of the other side. Ooh Pussy <laughs> We kinda of made him sound retarded there. Like the like the time jump kinda of messes All of with a sudden,
0: this. Kyle Reese has become so vicious alone.
1: You 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 gotta do what you gotta do.
0: If only only James Cameron would have had the forethought.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To make him the Terminator.
0: Oh, no, not make him. Make him Reese. Let Arnold still be the Terminator.
1: Oh, God. Can you imagine them, like, trying to battle it out?
0: Yeah, especially in the prime. You know, like, the Expendables and shit coming out. That's like... I mean, that's you know, Sly and Arnie in a nursing home, you know? Yeah. That's gonna be Expendables 3. The Expendables they're talking about are the diapers they wear.
1: <laughs> and you can't understand a goddamn word of their saying.
0: <laughs>
1: Sylvester Stallone has that fucked up face.
0: Well, he's always had that face.
1: Well, it's become even worse with age, because he had that plastic surgery.
0: Woohoo <laughs> And the nurse is like, Vengeance, I'm a poopy. <laughs>
1: Uh, The Expendables 3 Nursing Home Wars
0: Jason Statham's there He's just like a nurse He's like a corrupt nurse He's a male
1: nurse Yeah But he still wears a gown
0: (laughs) And for some reason uh, (laughs) I don't know I was going to say something I forgot what I was going to say I was going to make a joke about Jason Statham But I couldn't come up with one So that fucked up
1: You become me all of a sudden
0: Yes, well, at least I, and like you, I meant to my, for, uh, my shortcomings.
1: Well, that's true. I am kind of an arrogant bastard. You live in denial.
0: That. You live in denial. I didn't mess up. It messed up.
1: I never messed up.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's your but fault. But seriously. But seriously. But seriously. Uh, we, we do have kind of a theme here. And <laughs> oddly enough, even with as off topic as we've gone, we've stayed on topic.
0: Yeah, that's true. Very true
1: occurred to me the other day that you and I haven't... We've done some stuff that kind of gets to know each other. Like, we've done some introspective stuff. Yeah. But it's been kind of lost in, like, the crazy scenarios and the historical fight clubs and, and you and me going into business with each other, which turned out horribly. Horribly awesome, you mean? Horribly awesome for... Comedic purposes, horribly wrong for real-life purposes.
0: And and horribly, horribly horrible for that lady who was trapped in our truck. I don't
1: think we ever let her out.
0: Nah, she's still there. She's <laughs> still locked up, hypothetically, in our minds, months later. <laughs> she's starving.
1: It's, it's terrible.
0: One but day hey, we'll get her out. Yeah, one day. Uh, as soon as her inhibitions are low enough <laughs> to love us, then we'll let her go. So, never. I guess
1: right. Well, it occurred to me that since we don't do much introspective stuff, it might be good to go with sort of a common topic, uh-huh. I would say, but kind of give it a. I would say the dork knight's twist, in that we would say our favorite movies, but it's coming from us, so these are probably movies that you wouldn't want to check out.
0: Well, maybe on maybe on, on your your end, but. I like to think I have excellent taste.
1: We'll see about that.
0: I think I do have it. Like most people who have shitty taste, I think I have excellent taste.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you say I'm in denial. Uh. But yeah, I was thinking like, what are some of your favorite movies? Like what? <clears> first <throat> of all, first of all, before we go into specific movies, like uh-huh. what are some of the favorite genres? That
0: you My like? favorite genres. Um, I like comedy. I like all kinds of comedy. First off. Like, um, parody, satire, dark humor. any If it's any kind of funny stuff, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to laugh. I love to laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, it doesn't even need to be a comedy. It can be, like, Philadelphia. Laugh my ass off of Philadelphia. <laughs>
1: um, He's
0: got AIDS. Yeah. Uh, or, um... I'm trying to think. Let's see, alright, I say comedy. Also, I enjoy, um...
1: You laughed at A Time to Kill.
0: A Time to Kill, yeah. Yes, they deserve to die. I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Samuel Jackson, you crazy black man. <laughs> um, let's see. I say see, comedy. I like westerns. I know you're not big on westerns, but I really enjoy westerns. Um, science fiction stuff. Um, I haven't seen... Like uh, I've seen science fiction, you know, movies and stuff, but not an awful lot other than you know, like Star Wars, Star Trek movies, and noir, you know, crime movies. I love those.
1: Yeah, I kind of figured you'd like crime movies because um, a lot of what you've recommended to me is kind of in that genre. Like yeah. uh, well, you've mentioned Blazing Saddles, which is a comedy western.
0: Yes, yeah, a comedy western. Yeah. Which is like uh, two
1: of your favorite genres mixed together, so...
0: And even better, Blazing Sounds is entirely... It's not politically correct in any way. I mean, they drop that N-word all throughout the movie, so...
1: And it's your favorite.
0: What's not to like, yeah. I um, also like war movies, Saving Prop Ryan, um, Kelly's Heroes, I like those. Hmm. The Dirty Dozen. Uh,
1: what about Patton?
0: Patton. Oh yeah, I love Patton, especially. Uh, well, of course, what's his name made the movie uh, George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. there's Uh, comic book movies. Big comic book movie fan, but uh, you know, I'm, I'll save that for later. Uh, and I think that's it. I mean, those are some of my favorite genres. Like, I like. I mean, I like certain action movies, certain horror movies.
1: I'm not uh, a romance, guy. Not really. Uh, there's your heart is too hardened.
0: I will say this: there's one romance movie I like, Clueless, <laughs> which I, can, <laughs> it's I can't the explain incest, it, isn't it? What?
1: It's the incest, isn't it?
0: What incest?
1: I think there's incest at the end.
0: Oh no, they're like it's like his Paul Rudd is like at least Silverstone's like former step brother. Wow. They're not blood related, but um.
1: You like the implied rent.
0: Yeah, yeah, the implied yes, yes, that's where that's what gets me hot. (laughs) But uh, yeah, like clueless. Um, actually, I like Bull Durham as well. Bull Durham Durham is is, it's a it's a romance movie that masquerades as a sports movie,
1: Hmm.
0: and it does both.
1: Now, do you like sports movies?
0: Yeah, I like sports movies. Um, certain sports movies like. The inspiring, you know, true stories, those get on my nerves a lot because of all the liberties they take and of how cliched they can get.
1: So you're but, not like a guy, like you're not Remember the Titans or anything?
0: No, like the funny thing is I love Remember the Titans when I was like, when it first came out when I was younger. But going back and watching it and, you know, seeing it and, like you know, how cliched the hackneyed come off. And especially if you read about how historically inaccurate it was. And um speaking of that, there's something else I like is you know period pieces and stuff like that. Historical stuff.
1: Yeah, as as we've noted many times you're a history buff.
0: Yeah. And I think that's even pretty if, much it.
1: Even if you do use it for perverse violent <laughs> purposes. Yeah.
0: Um I think that's it. Um what about you? What are some of your favorites?
1: Well, typically I would say like my favorite Apart from comic book movies, which are always probably my favorite genre, um, I would say sci-fi is in that mm-hmm. realm. Like, like I love Predator. Like, um, the first Predator movie.
0: Yeah, I, I've also always said I think Predator is the ultimate '80s action film.
1: Yeah, uh, you
0: got these you know muscle-bound guys
1: in the jungle.
0: In the jungle, big guns, fighting monsters, reeling I mean, off one-liners after one-liners.
1: I mean, that's essentially all it is, and yet it's it's yeah. brilliant. Um, I do like uh, like Highlander. That's a mm-hmm. sci-fi. Uh, the Terminator is one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and it's not like just to the uh, '80s either. Like I like um I like Demolition Man from the '90s. Sliced on.
0: Yeah, Demolition Man. I feel like Demolition Man was a '90s film, or an '80s film in the '90s, almost.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, I also like uh, like as far as recent ones. I like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Um, well, you're not a fan of that one.
0: No, I'm a big fan of it, but I was just I was agreeing with you. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, I like Cloverfield.
0: I, well, we can t- maybe we can talk about that later, but Cloverfield. It kinda, I don't know. I've went back and watched it a few times. It just doesn't seem like it holds up as good as I thought it did.
1: I well, to be fair, I guess I haven't seen it. Like I've seen it a couple of times, but it's yeah. been a few years. I
0: I appreciate like I like the concept uh, behind it, like what they try to do, but I just feel like it faltered some in maybe its execution.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. I, um, mean, I mean, I will say it's a flawed film, but I I enjoyed yeah. it. Like like yeah. it. Especially the part where, well, I don't know if I enjoyed this part that much because it kind of freaked me out the first time, but the, uh, were those things they encounter in the subway? Yeah, in the subway. Yeah. Just the way they sound, like the sound design of it. Yeah. Like for some reason that just kind of got to me. Yeah. But, um, like I like horror movies too. Like Halloween is probably one of my favorite horror movies. Um, Jaws. Jaws is like one of my top. Three films of all time. Um, I've always loved that, even like back when I was a kid. I've never been terribly scared of it. Like I've, I remember seeing Jaws two, and that I thought that was one was way scarier than the first one. Even though like watching it now, it's like way. It's not only is it dated, like the shark just looks incredibly cheap and fake. Jaws two. Yeah.
0: Um, you said that you weren't specifically scared when you watched it um i think one of the things that jaws does is that it's not a movie that you're afraid of while you watch it but like you know if you ever go out in the ocean you know or like anytime you're yeah, somewhere
1: i will admit it does mess with you in that yeah or
0: this. not even the ocean like i've been out in like the lake you know the lakes around here I've you been... know you can't you can't see the bottoms and stuff it's very murky and you know it's not i know there's not a shark down there but you know there could be something down there
1: well i mean i I was a kid like i would kind of like if i watched jaws like within any like the months that i would go like Mm -hmm. if i went to the pool even though i logically know there's no shark in a pool
2: yeah
1: it's like it's still it still kind of messes with you in that regard because it's like you're in the water if you look down, it's like, unless you're wearing goggles or something, you can't really see clearly under there. It's like, it's just, it's a psychological thing.
0: So, for anyone listening at home, you should know that the MB&I were huge pussies when it came to the water.
1: <laughs> Specifically to pools.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I can get the lake, you know, like I said. I can get
1: but, the lake, too, because, like, sharks occasionally show up in lakes. Well, yeah. Well, in well, rivers.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um. But, um... But yeah, not the pool. Anything you can see the bottom of, I feel, is not very frightening.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Um, like other other horror films, I'm trying to think of stuff that I like. Um, like I like uh, the '90s Dracula movie. Like I like, I in some regard, I held like a appreciation for Dracula movies. Like I also like the one with Frank Langella in the '70s. Mm.
0: Um, I think one thing that sells well probably the only thing that sells the eight the nineties Dracula film is Oldman.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean not only that but like the makeup job that they do with Isn't
0: them. isn't that the one it's been years since, you know, seen anything like it but or you know, seen it or anything, but that's the one we counter reuse isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whoa, we have to fight Dracula. <laughs>
1: There's One of my favorite parts of that movie is actually, like, unintentionally funny. It's, uh, it's where Dracula is trying to, like, kind of freak out uh, Keanu's character. He plays Jonathan Harker.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, there's, at one point, like, you hear wolves howling, and Keanu delivers, like, the most poorly delivered line in the entire movie. Music. Those animals... It's like music. Those animals. It's like he he doesn't, and the look on his face too is like it's priceless. But it's like it's kind of a, it's a great movie. Like just for kind of the craziness that goes on in it. Like, like Coppola kind of direction in a weird way. I would say like is
0: Frick. um is isn't also Winona Ryder in it? Yeah, or is that another I'm thinking of? So. Yeah, it felt like you know you got Oldman doing like
1: And it also has like Anthony Hopkins as uh, Van Helsing. Yeah, there
0: you go. You've got Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman is, you know, acting their asses off where you got or you've got uh Winona Ryder and Count Reeves, basically two walking uh uh particle boards <laughs> and is, you know, the, two of the leads, I guess.
1: <laughs> one of them, you know, shoplifts and the other one yeah. can... Uh, perform bullet time.
0: Whoa! I know kung fu. Uh, I like them.
1: uh as far as the Matrix films, I actually like like the second Matrix film.
0: I like the first one. The in all fairness, I haven't seen the other two in years, but um, I just kind of felt like they kind of got too deep into their own mythology. They had to, you know, kind of explain everything. They kind of didn't leave things up to mystery, and that's sort of. Maybe what kind of hurt it. You know, I wouldn't say it necessarily needed a sequel to start with.
2: Yeah, that's... I thought,
0: I mean, the first one was well done. It ended on a pretty decent note. That necessarily, you know, just because something does good doesn't mean it needs to have a sequel.
1: Yeah. Are there, like, multiple films that you feel that way
0: about? Um, I'd say the prequels.
1: Like,. Like the Star Wars, prequels? yeah, the Star
0: Wars prequels. Um, well, certain ones. Like I felt like, though, I think the prequels would have been a lot better because they had good moments in them. Don't I mean? I'm not one of those people who just, oh, that's so awful, you know. But I just felt like they could have streamlined it a little more. Yeah, because it just felt like Lucas was just pulling shit out of his ass as he went. <laughs> yeah, you know, because oh, Georgia, this is all planned. All, George or all, Binks. Yeah, th- this is all planned forty years ago. You know. Yeah. This was my original vision. No, it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I'm sure pod racing was invented by him in the seventies.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like if they could just streamlined it a little bit, I think that it would have been, you know, a little, a lot better.
1: You know, it's funny because when I said sci-fi was one of my favorite genres, I didn't mention Star Wars. You didn't, yeah. And that's one. That's my favorite sci-fi trilogy of all time. Like it's, it's. I mean, that's not really something that you'd say and you'd be surprised by. Like, that's not very unique or anything.
0: (gasps) Really, Star Wars? No.
1: (laughs) But, um, Star Wars, like, I was introduced to that when I was probably four. And, you know, if you... I feel like, like, movies that you're introduced to as a kid, you're more attached to as an adult. Unless it's, like, really terrible.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel that way and i know we'll talk about this later but um with the batman films but um
1: specifically
0: the first one yes yeah yeah, the first one especially but um yeah um that's where i kind of was with star wars i remember i was young when i first saw star wars i I was maybe first time i actually remember like consciously watching i think it was when i was five my parents rented it for me at the video store and i i watched it on the videotapes That's 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 how old i am Watching VHS. There
1: there was something called VHS. They were like black cubes that you yeah. would put into a a machine that would play the cubes. It and... made
0: this weird noise when you tried to back it up. There weren't chapter selections or special features.
1: Yeah, and there was there were always, always these lines going through the picture, like this is really archaic stuff that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, had to press a button and hold
1: it. I mean to back stuff up. I mean God, can you imagine? Like, a press, pressing a bu- a button to just go backwards, instead of, you know, pressing a button to go backwards.
0: <laughs> or pressing a button to go to the menu. Yeah,
1: exactly. Where would we be without menus?
0: <sighs> My friend, I don't, I don't even want to think about it.
1: I know. Um, as far as other genres, I like, um, like, comedies, I don't know, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with comedies, like... Which, i which like, one thing I like comedies it's just i I find it harder and harder as I get older to laugh at stuff like like the last comedy that I laughed at was horrible bosses
0: yeah i, I can see that uh, um honestly like there's some comedies where like <clears throat> I'll watch them for the first time and I'm like uh eh, yeah okay that's that's kind of that was kind of funny, yeah you know, and I'll watch it again like Yeah, that was real funny. And, like, that's how it kind of was with um, Anchorman. Anchorman is, like, one of my favorite uh, comedies.
1: Let's see. What I've seen of Anchorman, I haven't really gotten into. But I haven't seen the whole film. So one day I want to see the whole film to get, like, a proper context. Because
0: there's, like, so many, like, stuff. I I almost equate it with, like, Hot Fuzz and...
1: uh, Shaun of the Dead.
0: Shaun of the Dead. It's kind of like that, but not... And as subtle or as layered, where it's like, I mean, seriously, you can go back and watch Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and just pick up stuff the second or third time you didn't see. Yeah, you know? and that,
1: that's one I'm going to have to rewatch because I've only seen it on TV, like edited down and stuff. And it's like, I didn't really find it funny. I found it entertaining, but not really funny, per se.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And apparently, it's supposed to be really hilarious, so I need to go back and watch that. Um,. I mean, go, growing up, my favorite comedies were stuff like Dumb and Dumber.
0: Yeah, um, I, I always liked Dumb and Dumber. I, it just I enjoy gross out humor every so often, but like you know, in small doses. Yeah, I can take it. But yeah, I always liked Dumb and Dumber. Every time I watched it, uh, all the Fairly Brother films. Uh Austin say, Powers. Yeah, Austin Powers is another one, especially it's in it's it's in the genre of kind of like parody, mm-hmm. and I love parody films. Uh, well.
1: When they're me, right. oh,
0: wait. Yeah, done, yeah. Clearly, done like parody films, like all the the shit, Mel, like Mel Brooks. Yeah, all Mel, oh, Mel Brooks.
1: Spaceballs and
0: well, see, here's the thing. Every, everybody I've seen like talk about Mel Brooks. They always talk about how face uh face Spaceballs is the best. You know, if, Spaceballs is all right, but it is nowhere near as awesome as Blazing Saddles and Frankenstein. Those two, seriously. As far as comedies go, <clears throat> um, Young Frankenstein and Blaze's house are, they're, they flip-flop it one and two for me. Those are my two favorite comedies. Airplane. Airplane is up there as well. Um, even <clears throat> even some of Mel Brooks' uh, lesser, like some of his later uh, parody stuff, with, they're still funny, but they're just not as good. Like Spaceballs is one of those. Um, I like Robin Hood, Men in Tights.
1: I've just seen that one. I, I yeah, to, Um, you
0: know. what about Dracula Dead and Loving It?
1: I've seen that one. Um, I I don't know. Like, I could watch it. Like, it was watchable. It just I didn't really find myself laughing. Like, yeah. The best part for me was probably just the fact that he wore the hair piece that Voldemort <laughs> yeah. wore. Uh uh-huh. Um, so I like that, and also like it was. I thought it was a really good. It was a well-done parody of Dracula. Yeah. I'll say that, which is more than you could say for, like, more modern parody films.
0: Yeah, um... Like, like,
1: the, like the goddamn... What, whatever their names are, like, the two directors that direct the, stuff, like, uh...
0: The insert genre here movie. That's what yeah, they call it. Yeah,
1: that, those look like the worst films that have ever they, been see, made.
0: The problem is, <clears throat> like, Airplane kind of takes this approach, but Airplane does it so much better. Like, Airplane, when they did Airplane, they... They were coming up with jokes. They just threw as much crap against the wall as they could and see what stuck. Because you know, there's some jokes in Airplane, like, you laugh your ass off. There's some that are kind of funny and some, like, you know, aren't that funny. But the ones that are funny are hilarious and the ones that are, you know, funny, I mean, the ones that are okay are still solid. Whereas with those um, modern-day parody films, all they did was they loaded it up. With as much pop culture references, yeah, and making fun of, like, by the time those movies come out, they're dated already because of how long it takes to make a movie.
1: What's also funny is that those films are made so fast that you almost can't see why they become so dated, but they do. It's it's kind of weird. Like they did, like I remember seeing like a TV spot for one, and it was like Donald Trump or something, and the premise had been like. It had stopped being popular by that time. Yeah, and like Paris Hilton and all that. And uh, I those those films honestly just look like I've never seen something that makes me less interested to see a film.
0: Yeah, um,
1: uh, I I keep going off my uh, genres, but I would say besides sci-fi and horror, and a little bit of comedy here and there. Um, and of course, comic books. Yeah, there's like I can't really think of many other genres that I'm into. Like I'm I'm not a big war guy. Like I don't really I don't really like war films. I don't Pussy. really I don't really care for war, westerns. Pussy. <laughs> I know. Uh, sports dramas I'm not really into either. Uh, but I'm not into sports in general, which makes me complete pussy. pussy. I, know. I know.
0: Um there's one uh comedy I, like, I meant to,
1: I, I mm-hmm. didn't like action movies, I will say.
0: Yeah. Um there's one comedy I meant to uh mention when I was talking about comedies, but um I don't think you've ever seen it, but Doctor Strange No. I, um <clears throat> I I have uh that's probably for me my third favorite probably parody. Not parody, but third favorite comedy. It's kind of a parody. it's sort of a black satire comedy. I mean the jokes in it I mean it's not like laugh out loud, funny, mm-hmm. but like you just watch it just all of the the way the movie is it's just a well done movie i mean, seriously it's i mean, I just can't describe like it's it's a it's a comedy about about a rogue United States general kicking off World War three, so yeah, it's very quite- unusual.
1: It's by Mel Brooks.
0: It's, no, uh, no. Doctor Strange is by, by Stanley Kubrick. So, oh, okay. You know, you kind of get an idea of what to expect.
1: Speaking of which, um, the only film of his I've ever seen from beginning to end is uh, Clockwork Orange.
0: Really, I've I've never seen Clockwork Orange. My brother's seen it. He said he liked it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I liked it. It's just it's it's really kind of an unorthodox movie, like. Like it's kind of got a slow pace to it that I didn't kind of expect going in. Like it's, you expect it to be like with all the things you hear about, you expect it to be kind of an unrelenting type of like almost a, almost kind of a black comedy, to yeah. be honest. Like, well, that's like,
0: what that's what he told me. There's kind of moments where it's kind of funny, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a couple funny moments, but um, I don't know. Um, like. I liked it. It just it wasn't what I expected, so I, I kind of need to go back and watch that yeah. one.
0: Um. Talking about Kubrick, uh, you if you've never seen, I guess you haven't seen The Shining all the way through.
1: I haven't seen it. I haven't even seen it in parts, to be honest. Like
0: um, the Shining is. I've it's only very... seen
1: I've only seen that one moment. Like, y- you know, here's Johnny.
0: Yeah. The um, the movie is very good. Um, uh, I would say like me going back to being a book nerd. But, um, it's not a very faithful adaptation, because, um, a lot of it's changed from the Stephen King novel, but, um, but still, both versions are very entertaining, Kubrick's version is very entertaining, it's loosely based, but it's still a great story, um, and great performances, uh, from, uh, or performance from Jack Nicholson, because Shelley Duvall, man, she's kind of, she's alright in it, but... Like I don't know yeah. something about her. she just looks funny. I don't know, maybe it's me being biased, but um, but it's just it's very like this is, like with a lot of Kubrick films, there's a lot of um a lot of depth to it because you know there's a lot of hints and stuff about what's going on, like the ending's very ambiguous. I've been in debates with people about what exactly the ending means hmm. to it. Because, like, there's this shot at the very end that shows Jack Nixon's character in a picture from, like, the 1920s, I think. And it's caused, like, a lot of debate. Like, exactly, you know, did he ever exist? Was he a ghost the whole time? You know, stuff like that.
1: Well, my first so, thought was, like, he had an ancestor or something. And he went mad due to that.
0: Um, I think what it was was he, like, you know, they talk about how the how the hotel is supposed to be haunted. mm mm-hmm. And I think pretty much, like, the picture shows that at the end, when he dies, he's in the picture because, like, all the folks in the picture, he's become just another ghost of the hotel.
2: Hmm.
0: Like the like the previous care- caretaker who was there, you know, yeah. who talks to him throughout the film. So,
1: there was another one that I forgot to mention, uh, Psycho.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I've, shame to admit, I haven't seen Psycho all the way through. Oh, you haven't. Um, I'm still a Hitchcock fan. But, now, um,
1: now, how far have you gotten into it?
0: I know about the twist about Norman's mother. I know about it, though. Okay. Well, yeah, I know.
1: Well, I I went into it blind the first time because I saw uh-huh. it as a kid, <laughs> and
0: it's a great movie to see as a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been well. To be honest, it's not really that bad. Um, it's it's more of like a just the whole psychological. Yeah, that's education. what
0: that's what I kind of like about, especially like Hitchcock films because nowadays like, I'm a fan of certain types of horror. I like suspense more than horror. That's why I like Jaws. That's why I like Hitchcock stuff. You know, don't you don't necessarily need to show me something to know it's scary. Yeah, I'm, my not, mind I'm not work. a
1: huge fan of jump scares to
0: be honest. Yeah, jump scares and like gore. I hate gore.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I'm not really against war, it's just, it it doesn't really need to exist, because, like, Halloween, for instance, it's like not one, like, you barely see any blood in that movie. Yeah, exactly. But, it, but you always go away from that movie thinking you've seen, like, a massacre or something like that. Yeah,
0: exactly, you don't need to see someone get their head chopped off to be scared.
1: no. No. And, like, if someone gets stabbed, it's like you don't need to see, like, gallons of blood. No, uh-uh.
0: <laughs> because normally when someone gets stabbed, I mean, I mean, like, normal stabbing, like, you stabbed once. I mean, you're going to bleed, sure, you're going to bleed out pretty bad, but, you know, you don't need to, like, a...
1: It's not going to, like, spray against all Yeah, the it's
0: not going to be, like, old, old faithful shooting at your chest.
1: Yeah. Um. I also like, as far as, like, horror movies, uh, David Cronenberg's The Fly. With Jeff Goldblum?
0: Yeah, um, The Fly. God, the special effects in that film.
1: Oh, yeah. That isn't kind of like a weird sort of time that we're dealing with where it's like everything's kind of being done in CGI. It's like, what's what's your take on that? Like, can well, there be good CGI? or?
0: There can be good CGI, but I think good CGI costs way more than good practical effects do. Oh, yeah. Because like um like the like the Star Trek movie from two thousand nine had very good CGI. Mm-hmm. So did the uh, the Avengers movie from this summer.
1: Yeah, and Inception is probably like one of the
0: best. Inception had good CGI. Um, but like on the flip side, like uh, Prometheus, which came out a couple weeks ago, a lot of that was done practically.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and even the same with prometheus precursor with um alien while well, that was practically. yeah think...
1: where where you come where you see like the the infamous scene with the chest burster. it's like it's a dude propped up on a table yeah with a fake chest and like fake blood and then a puppet
0: yeah like... and that to me is a lot more convincing than some cgi even good cgi i if i know it costs more i know it's probably it's time consuming but if you're going to do it, do it right. And I've always been a big proponent of uh, practical effects. If they can they can do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's like, they always... There's no comparison. Like, CGI is... It can be done well, but... Unless it's absolutely flawless. Like, I've only seen a couple films where it's flawless. Like, where you're not distracted yeah. by it completely. And considering how many films use CGI, it's kind of like... Eh... It's like you can't really, like, not notice it in certain films. Like, yeah, it can get, it can even, like, get really cheesy in a lot of films. And,
0: like, like, I would say, like, sometimes, like, effects don't necessarily ruin a movie for me. Like, um, bad effects, like, Certain effects, like Ghost in the Ghostbusters movie, certain effects—they're kind of cheesy, you know.
1: Well, for that film, I think it worked because like it does,
0: yeah. But like, well, like not 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 all of the effects. Like, um, the most one I'm thinking about is the um, the dogs when they show like the dogs running sometimes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree with that
0: that's a, that's a little hackney, but
1: yeah, when i was, the rest of it when you were talking obviously like Slimer.
0: No, Slimer what? was great. Slimer, the proton packs, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, the shape of Marshmallow was just genius.
0: Yeah, and it, but the thing about the dogs, like even like up close, they're practical. You know, when they have close shots of them, they're, I think they're puppets when they did that. But they look great then. But as soon as they like, you know, they they start running and stuff is when they get. You know? Yeah,
1: I, when you now that you mentioned that, there's actually a, a specific movie that I remember noticing that for the first time, like. It looks crap in CGI, but in practical, it's like you can tell a clear difference. Um, which was the 1997 Spawn movie, which is. Have you ever seen that movie? First of all.
0: Um. Yeah, I've seen it, but it's been years. I have, I've, I think I watched it once, like ten years ago, and I haven't.
1: Well, watched there's it since. well the clown in it, uh, played by John Leguizamo, like he yeah. turns into a creature probably, sometime in the ma- like the last act of it and most of the time it's just like a CGI creature throwing around a guy in a suit. Yeah. But then you have the close up of the creature and like whenever his mouth moves or he growls at the screen or like his eyes start to glow or something and you can tell you can clearly tell that's like a puppet. So yeah. I was thought that was kinda jarring. But then again it's like that film kinda had a lot of special effects problems. Like they couldn't even get a cape, like a practical cape.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now, the like the CGI cape for spawn.
1: Yeah. Though no, I mean to be fair, it's like his cape's supposed to be like not only is it incredibly big, but it's like supposed to be anthropomorphic or whatever. Yeah. So I guess I can I guess I can forgive that, but still. Um like what are some other movies like you like, for the effects work that you've enjoyed?
0: Hmm. Um, I really liked uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, the Romero version.
1: I've never seen that one.
0: Um, Romero's zombie guy, I can't remember his name, He. I think he's the same guy who's done The Walking Dead.
1: Uh, Frank Darabont?
0: No, 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 uh-uh. He's done the zombies on The Walking Dead.
1: Oh. Oh uh, the makeup um, artist. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know his name. Um, but but if the Walking Dead is any indication, it's it's good stuff cause Yeah. that's like the best effects I've ever seen on television, to be honest.
0: But um Um yeah, there's that one. Um I mentioned Star Trek had great CGI. Mm hmm Um Trying to think of a good like practical actually practical effects. Although I'm trying to think they use CGI and like, I watched it recently and I think some of the CGI doesn't necessarily hold up. Um it's been nearly ten years. But um Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings films. Now, see um,
1: those are films I've always wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. And I even have the first one on D V D that I borrowed. Um I just never actually sat down to watch it.
0: Um but uh, like the like they use CGI a like, lot like big battles and stuff. It looks decent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems like I mean, it's like I said, it's first seemed like an '04, so it's you know about eight years old. So you know, it's not it can't be perfect all you know forever. But um, and but like they do a great job with like practical effects, especially like. Because of all the actors who were supposed to be different heights, you know, because like the hobbits are supposed to be short. Then there's a dwarf and then there's humans.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the funny thing is, the guy who played the dwarf was John Rhys Davies, who was um, Sala from the Indiana Jones films.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Run. <laughs> uh, bad dates. Um, but the thing he is, like he's like six foot one. And in real life, like, he's t- he's he's taller than, like, Orlando Bloom and Viggo Morrison, who were, you know, his buddies throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And he was playing the dwarf. <laughs> and I think what they did was, to make him appear shorter, uh, they would, he'd either kneel beside him. I think he would, like, you know, when they'd have close-ups of him, like, you know, with them he'd be on his knees. Yeah. To appear shorter. And, um... They would also do stuff with, like, the Hobbits and stuff, like, that, where, um, but they would, like, Peter Jackson would have a ditch dug, you know, where they were, like, if there was a scene where they were walking, and so, you know, the humans would be up on top, and the Hobbits would be in the ditch, to make it like they were, you know, actually short, instead of, you know, having to do CGI and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a little more, you know, time-consuming, but I think it, it was nice, like, little old-fashioned, old, old-fashioned tricks and stuff, like... Like he would put like Ian McKellen would he'd give him like a box to stand on <laughs> yeah. to look tall, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've always wanted to get into those films, but just like it seems like kind of a daunting thing because
0: they're 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 good, but I'm warning you if you're not like at least some kind of have some sort of interesting fantasy, you probably won't like them because they're very long, Mm-hmm. and um, you know, each movie is at least. Almost three hours, so...
1: Yeah. Well, it's, I mean... I, I kind of have an interest in fantasy. Yeah. It's just it's just more of, like... It seems kind of like a really slow-paced.
0: Yeah, it kind of is.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's my only reservation, but... What would you say is, like, some films you don't like?
0: Huh. Films I don't like? I don't... That's kind of interesting, because... Like, most films that I've tried to watch... I enjoy on some level, you know. Mm. There are a few like I've watched that I hadn't really liked. Um
1: I know of one specifically.
0: Yeah, the the main reason the main one would be the spirit. Oh Lord. Um yeah, Frank Miller's ode to the nineteen thirties costume crime fighter who um try you know, who's a good character when written well, but in this case the movie is full of Frank Miller isms.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Pimps uh, and
0: whores and
1: Yeah. Samuel uh, L. Jackson basically plays a pimp villain.
0: Yeah. Who hates the egg on his face.
1: No egg on my face. Not a glob.
0: <laughs> oh, I seriously want I mean they had that's I mean, funny, they had a pretty decent cast for that film. Even the guy who played the Spirit is a halfway decent actor.
1: Yeah, I, I liked I actually liked him. Like, I like the idea of him in the role, and I thought he did yeah. good with what he had. It's just, yeah. what he had was shit.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel like half the cast you know, just took the money. I think that's why they took the job, you know?
1: Very much. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, like, his first comic book movies, there are only really two I've hated. And one was kind of a slow burn hate. The other was immediate. Pretty immediate. Uh, Catwoman was immediate.
0: I, I, can saw imagine, that. I, can, I can imagine you like coming out of Catwoman. All right, yeah, like bullshit. <laughs>
1: bullshit. That would never happen in real life.
0: <laughs> but you come out of the Dark Knight, yeah, so realistic, <laughs> completely realistic.
1: Um, but I don't know. It's like I, I guess whenever you watch a movie, like you have that euphoria of, oh, well, that was good. But then you come out of a theater, and then it's like. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. No, no, that wasn't...
0: No! <laughs> God damn it. They tricked me into liking this film. <laughs>
1: exactly. Have you? I mean, have you ever had that happen? Where um, it's like you go into something, you come out of it, and it's like, yeah, that was good. Then you, like, on the drive home, it's like, that was terrible.
0: I think, um, X-Men 3 did that to me. And...
1: I see, I didn't really hate X-Men 3, except, well, the parts well, of it I, I didn't,
0: didn't like. I don't, I don't like, flat I hate it, but I was like, well, that's just not a good movie, I don't think. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of something else I was kind of like that with. Uh, I don't know, normally I'm kind of picky about what I go see, just to be safe, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Because I don't want to go see a bad movie. Like, I went to go see a movie I didn't care for a couple weeks ago, and it kind of soured me. I was like, ah, oh, can't believe I spent money on that. Oh but, really?
1: Uh, you felt yeah. that strongly about
0: it? Well, you know, I felt like it, it's not that it wasn't a bad movie. It's that you know, I could have just waited to see it. You know?
1: Yeah, on DVD.
0: DVD. Oh, um, I went to see a couple years ago. I went to see Public Enemies, and that that uh, that was probably the closest I came to feeling like that when I seen Public Enemies. I was like, oh, yeah, that was, that was that was pretty good. And then like, wait a minute, it wasn't good. Michael Mann tricked me. God damn you, Johnny Depp. And Christian Bale. Johnny Depp's Boy's Charm tricked me yet again.
1: <laughs> that's the reason you want to see all the pirate movies.
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: He's so sexy.
0: He's just ripping off Keith Richards.
1: <laughs> um, well, probably the one that I kind of, that's the most it's ever done to me. It was was uh, one that came out last year. Green Lantern.
0: Mm, oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about Green Lantern. But, um,
1: it's like I, I I came out of it thinking, well, that was pretty good. I don't see what everybody's talking about. Then it's like I thought about it. It's like the big fight was them being on a floor talking to each other.
0: You're talking him and uh, Hammond?
1: Yeah, Hector Hammond.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I forgot about Green Lantern. And I think there's a reason why. <laughs> yeah. I made myself forget.
1: You you inceptioned yourself. Yeah. Um as far as other films I don't like. Like I'm not like everyone else with Batman and Robin. Like when when I first saw it as a kid, I really loved it, and then over the years I've grown to appreciate it as like an entertainment thing. Like I I'm not gonna say it's like the best comic book movie ever. hmm Interesting. Interesting what?
0: that you would say that.
1: Hmm. Why is that?
0: Because I, of course, you know, I have every, or well, every film, big screen, or almost every film, Batman, on DVD, except for one. Hmm. Batman and Robin. Hmm. And I think you know why. Clooney! Clooney! Nipples!
1: Nipples, goddammit. it,
0: marker. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, what's... We'll, we'll get into that. In a... Yeah, yeah. But, um... but it's like, I... I don't know. It's like, it's hard-pressed for me to think of a lot of films that I absolutely hate. Like, for a long time, I thought the worst movie ever made was a movie called Jason X, which is basically <laughs> Friday the 13th in space.
0: Th- Jason in space! That's what they space. should have called it. Oh, yeah. There's um... like...
1: Being exposed to the internet, I discovered there are a lot worse films. Yeah.
0: Um, that's the thing. Like there are a few films like I've seen. Like meh, very. You know, I'm kind of like that on them. There's a couple I got over my DVD collection. Um, I'm trying to think exactly which ones. There's this one film my father got one day for like five dollars. Uh, called Shooter with uh, Mark uh, Wahlberg. Yeah, I I saw that. Yeah, it's not that great.
1: Yeah, it's kind of... It doesn't really have a plot, to be honest.
0: Well, it has a plot. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of films I'm kind of meh on. Like, uh... I don't know. Like, there's a recent film I saw called uh, Contagion.
0: Contagion. Contagion. Yeah,
1: Contagion. uh, Which, you you know, I thought it was, like, It was decent, but it's like Mm -hmm. there's not much going on.
0: Yeah, I heard it was pretty good. I heard that. I read that from critics though, so take that with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah, it Matt Damon's good in it.
0: There was one film I remember I kind of got disappointed in. I watched a couple years ago was Inglorious Bastards.
1: I've never seen that. I want to. I
0: think the problem with it is that. I went into it expecting another kind of movie because, you know, like now, you see, see,
1: I've I've heard that pretty widespread. Like, yeah, like it, it's supposed to be you go into it like thinking it's going to be like crazy Brad Pitt. And, yeah, because
0: you see the all the trailers and, ads and stuff focus on Brad Pitt and his squad of Jewish uh, Nazi hunters
2: mm-hmm.
0: who scout Nazis. Like, oh, shit, that's going to be awesome. But then you get into it, and it's like, well, they're there, but they're more supporting characters to um, the main story, which is about this French girl, who uh, French Jewish girl, whose family was murdered by a SS colonel, and it's her getting her revenge. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, it wasn't a bad movie. It's just I was kind of disappointed. It wasn't really necessarily like I said what I was expecting.
1: It's like a, a he It's like a Jewish version of uh, Kill Bill.
0: That's what I wanted. Shalom, motherfucker. <laughs> they're
1: they're killed with like a. It's like a, a What is it? That's the. Uh, it's the like the star.
0: Thing? Yeah, or they use like Star of David throwing stars.
1: <laughs> exactly or like, like they have, they have like spots like us.
0: Or like a sharpened menorah to stab someone.
1: <laughs> a dreidel.
0: Yeah. Um another movie I was thinking about action movie is have you ever seen I, I assume you have but I don't I just want to make sure uh Die Hard.
1: I haven't. No. Uh, I figured you had.
0: Die Hard it. is a very a- excellent action movie but like the the more you watch it is kind of there's kind of a there's a thing that I've noticed kind of wrong with it like a little little flaw with it, maybe. And then the movie is... It, it's, it's too aware that it's a movie. Hmm. If that makes sense. Um, if yeah. it doesn't... I kind of explain, like... Bruce Willis's character, John McClane, has uh, a knack for witty one-liners. Yeah. You know, yippee ki motherfucker. You know, stuff like that. And throughout Die Hard, and Die Hard 2, he's spouting them off all the time. But the problem is... He's saying this stuff when no one's around. You know, he's being all witty and stuff when no one's around. And that's very, I mean, you know, I understand it's a movie. You know, he has to talk because he spends a good part of the movie by himself. Hmm. He talks to folks on like the walkie talkies and stuff, but most of it is by himself. But like, it's very much you can tell that someone has written his dialogue just based on the snappiness of it. And I know that, you know, it's it's a movie. Yeah. It, stuff like that happens in movies, but it just doesn't it doesn't feel too natural to me, I don't think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean.
0: But it's still a, a good movie. I mean the second one not so much. I like the third one most because it has Sam Samuel Jackson in it.
1: I've seen yeah. a little bit of the third one on T V. It looked, and, it looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, him and Bruce Willis working at it. The fourth one is alright. It's nothing special. In So the most make, recent one. Yeah, now they're making a fifth one, so...
1: Well, you know, you never know. Um, There was another film that you recently saw that I know you gave pretty high acclaim to, uh, A-Team.
0: Oh, yeah, from a couple years ago. I I liked A-Team because it was very much faithful to um, the concept of the show.
1: Now, see, I'd never seen the show going in, and I really liked the movie because it was just entertaining. Like really enter.
0: Yeah, um that's what like some people would talk oh, you know, it's over the top action and you know, some of the cheesiness. Well if you watch the show, that's what the show is about. I mean they literally one episode they take farm equipment and make a bazooka out of lawn equipment. You know? <laughs> and that was an episode. So MacGyver. I mean yeah, they were like four MacGyver. They were, it's a team of four MacGyvers, and one of them is a big black man who keeps saying his name and pitying the fool.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I ain't get on no playing fool, but um, yeah, it was it was a very awesome adaptation. Um, you could tell the people who wrote it, the people behind it, had love for the source material. I felt, and they did it in a nice way to sort of, it was a movie it was. It felt like it was faithful to the original incarnation while being its own thing, which yeah. is something I feel like... Certain adaptations, I feel like... It's one thing to be too different, and it's a whole other to be too faithful. You need to be somewhere in the middle when you're doing an adaptation, I feel. Give us something different, you know, but don't lose the point of the story.
1: Now, see, I did feel that way about one film, and I actually like the film. It's just that... It kind of, it was too much like the source material was uh, Watchmen.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's a complaint we both had because other than the ending, it was just beat for beat because, like, you know, I remember when I watched it, uh, I I could say, all right, this is coming up here. All right, next is going to be this next part. And not
1: only that, but it felt kind of, because of that, it felt kind of, I don't know, to me, it felt kind of stilted.
0: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, I kind of got that, like, too.
1: Like, because the actors kind of had to... They had to recite lines yeah, and they from had a to, comic book.
0: Yeah, they had to stay on point. They couldn't maybe necessarily and, do what they wanted to do.
1: And I don't really care what you say. It's like, comic book dialogue and movie dialogue are two different things.
0: Like, well, I think they did a decent job. I think they
1: did, too. But it's like, it's the not, voice... What kills me is like when they do voiceover in
0: movies. Yeah, well... I think, like, the four servers they did in the movies weren't, like, in the Watchmen wasn't as bad as, like, as it was in Sin City.
1: Yeah, that's that's mainly what I was mm. talking about as far as that. It's, like, Sin City, I don't know, something about that just didn't click with me. I mean, yeah. I liked it visually. I thought it was really, like, well shot and all that.
0: Um, What about, I know it's not, uh, you know, a, it's a film, but it's not a film film. Uh, it was Drake TV, but, um, like... Batman year one. They employed the voiceovers a lot.
1: Well see, cause... what's with what, with what that one, I would say that they did it, but they also knew when to when to cut it back. Yeah. Like like they employed it well, I thought, when that they cut out what they needed to and they used what they needed to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. The only thing that bothered me about that one was that I didn't really care for the guy playing batman
0: yeah you and me both but um once again we can talk about that and uh, there's another time and another place okay. yeah um there's one film that i wanted to mention it's a film we both like we both seen i don't know if it's maybe your favorite one of your favorites but it's definitely probably right up there with one of my favorites um that would be seven
1: yeah i mean i i love it it's it's not my favorite adventure film i like fight Club. well
0: probably i wouldn't say I'll, I'll tell oh you said venture. I thought you said adventure. I'm like, what kind of adventure is this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> a really adventure. Yeah, a really grounded adventure.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just, as far as like, like some of my favorite crime films, detective, you know, movies and stuff. That's probably right up there, with like L.A. Confidential and Goodfellas. As far as like crime favorites. Mm-hmm. Um. I just. I mean. I like uh, it's. You know, it's a nice little, I want to say it's a morality tale, but I don't think it's necessarily a morality tale, it's more like about maybe the s- absence of morals.
1: Yeah, I would say it's more about, like, sort of yin and yang, almost,
0: with, yeah, or, with
1: like the two partners and then also the killer.
0: Yeah, and like how they both kind of represent two different sides of society. Whereas, you know, John Doe was, you know, a guy who's completely off the fucking map. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, the directions in it's good. The cinematography is good. Uh, acting. Acting, yeah. I mean, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt.
1: Kevin Spacey. Kevin like,
0: Spacey. He's know.
1: like one of the most frightening villains in cinema in that movie.
0: Yeah. Cause
1: just, I just, just his complete, like, lack of empathy.
0: I just like, like, the how you didn't even know Kevin Spacey was in this movie until <laughs> he shows up oh really yeah you, you didn't know that like um
1: well i mean i saw it later in life yeah so well, when I the movie,
0: well i know I, I didn't see it till late it was born it was about 1995 i was i was eight when they come out so i don't think necessarily good thing for an eight-year-old to watch <laughs> although i remember watching some of it when i was little when i was about that age my parents watched because i remember the part with the the guy who had John Doe had left tied to a bed for a year. Oh, God. I remember that yeah, scaring remember that. the Whoa. shit out of me.
1: Jesus, yeah.
0: I was nine, by the way, when I saw that. Um,
1: that explains some things about you today.
0: <laughs> but, um... Like your uh,
1: penchant for tying blacks to <laughs> beds. Yeah.
0: Um, but, no, what they did with Seven was that Kevin Spacey said, I'll play this role on the condition that... You know, I don't attend any, like, press interviews... You don't put my name anywhere on the poster. You don't show me any of the trailers. So you know you don't mention my name anywhere on this film because you know they wanted because you know if you know Kevin Spacey's in like whoop oh, oh, whoop he's he's gonna be the bad guy you know <laughs> you know who the good guys are so who's gonna be the bad
1: guy? <laughs> it's kind of um, like putting Gary Oldman on a movie.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just a nice little thing because no one knew he was in this movie till they actually went and saw it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, my Like I said, my favorite venture film is probably Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that film just because it's like, whereas Seven is kind of a grounded look at like a lack of, like, sort of the outskirts of society. Like, that's more of a, like a realistic take of like a social outcast. This one is more of like the almost kind of humorous side of of uh, the dark aspects of humanity.
0: Well, yeah, I kind of think like Fight Club, um, the book and the movie both were sort of like the the I'm trying to think of like it was supposed to be like it it kind of tried to portray the frustration of like people maybe not necessarily our age but like people like. Uh, people older than us, about our age, because people like that, like my parents, us, you know, people in between, all our lives, we've been told that, hey, you know, you're special. You know, you, you're going to be somebody one day, mm-hmm. you know, and like, like what often happens in life, that doesn't happen. You know, you're not special. You know, you're, won't be somebody and you get pissed off about it. And that's sort of what,
1: you need kind I, of an outlet.
0: Yeah, that's sort of what I thought they did. You know, Fight Club for them for them was
1: uh, and not is, necessarily That is kind of like a good point. Is like it is kind of a story about that.
0: Yeah, it, and it's not necessarily a chance for them to um, to beat each other up, but it's a chance for them to feel something. You know, you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because like that's what they kind that's what they kind of get into.
1: Yeah, like the whole reason Edward Norton does it to begin with it's just because he can't like sleep and he's yeah. kind of attending like self-help groups and stuff
0: yeah that was a nice uh nice little touch too but um they kind of changed it a little bit you know and from the to, book you mean? to the book yeah um like in the book uh like his uh his plan doesn't go it, tyler durden's plan doesn't work hmm. and the narrator um they never say his name but he shoots himself hmm. and um I, he does that in the movie too. Uh, it's been a while since I seen. does he? He does that movie right.
1: He, he does shoots shoot, himself through yeah, the cheek. Yeah, he shoots himself, and he's kind of got like a bleeding throat, but he lives.
0: Yeah, that's what happens in this one too. Um, and like it ends like he's in an insane asylum.
1: No, that doesn't happen in that one.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't think so because I know like him and what's name Marla, they watch as the world goes up in flames or something like that. Very.
1: Yeah, it blows up like a bunch of buildings or something. Yeah,
0: very 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 um Pretty much,
1: yeah, c- cinematic, I would yeah. say.
0: Very anarchistic, romantic, but um but no, um that's the thing, like you talking about uh David Fincher made me think about it, uh like I I haven't seen all his films. Now I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen
1: most of his films, to be honest. I
0: haven't like, seen The Social Network, and I haven't seen Girl with the Dragon Tattoo yet. But I
1: love the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I've
0: seen, um, I haven't seen Alien Three either.
1: Um, I didn't even know he directed that. Yeah, he directed until, Alien Three until but, um, recently.
0: Yeah, but I've seen Seven. I've seen Fight Club. I've seen uh, The Game. I've seen Curious uh, Case of Benjamin Buttons. And there's another one, I think. Zodiac? Zodiac, I've seen Zodiac. And the thing is, uh, most of his films I've watched, I've actually, all of them, I've pretty much enjoyed. Like, the weakest two, I would say, would be Zodiac and um, Benjamin Buttons.
1: Well, I've only I've only ever seen uh, parts of Zodiac, and then I've seen Fight Club and Seven and Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I, yeah. I think that's all I've ever seen of his movies. But, yeah, I mean, like... Are there other directors like that with you? Like, they've directed, and you've always liked what they've directed? Like, with me, um, um, I hate to bring up a stereotype, but I've seen all of Christopher Nolan's movies. And, you know, even though he did direct the Batman movies, and that's the only reason I ever got into his films, um, I I will admit, he's made some really good films.
0: Like Yeah, um, I, I've... I liked Inception and um, Inception.
1: Okay, this is gonna be like a big, bold kind of statement, but uh oh, Inception to me was like the closest to cinematic perfection. I think really, like I thought it would like had the tightest story, like one of the tightest stories I've ever seen. I I think
0: I think it had yeah a pretty good story. I'd say so.
1: It it was entertaining. It was action packed, but was like it. Was also kind of original, and it kind of like to me. It was like it was really just pretty much all around great. I thought like the writing, direction, acting. Like I think it's my favorite of his films, even
0: more than like The Dark Knight. Old words, old words. Um, I I I like Inception uh, a lot too. Um, I'm trying to. Think. I think there were a few like. Things that I thought maybe they could have done just a little bit better—not not, not much—but there were a few small things. Um, really, uh, one of my—it's confusing as hell—but like one of my favorite ones he's done was uh, Memento.
1: Now see, that's that's kind of a weird thing with me because I went back and watched like because I have Netflix and his films were on there. I watched like all of his films and he, uh. Memento like. I had always heard it was, like, his best. I didn't really care for it that much. Like, I liked it, but I didn't feel like it was, like, one of his best. I thought it was actually... uh, Between that and Insomnia was, like, one of his weakest.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you suck. How about that? Fair enough. You uh, you have short-term memory, so you know what? We're, you won't even remember this in uh, 30 what are, seconds. What are we doing? Yeah, you have a tattoo written on your arm. <laughs> bird bird wants to we suck we're a a
1: podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that one too.
0: Yeah, or like underneath the don't whip bird, suck your cock.
1: <laughs> it's written on my balls.
0: <laughs> um, another director that uh, I like—I haven't seen all his work, but we mentioned him a little bit earlier. Was Hitchcock, and um, one of my favorite Hitchcock films was uh, Rear Window. Hmm. You ever seen Rear Window?
1: I've only ever seen Psycho of his. That's...
0: Okay. I've never um, seen, like...
1: I want to see, like, the Birds and Vertigo.
0: Yeah. Well, have, did you ever see that movie, uh, Disturbia?
1: No, but I know the basic plot. Of it.
0: Yeah, Disturbia is kind of like... It's almost like a modern day... I mean, they compare it to Rear Window, and it's very, very... It's very close, um... But, um... Rear Window is by this guy, he breaks his leg. Mm-hmm. And he's forced to uh, like, you know, stay in indoors all the time. And so he gets sort of like a, a telescope and um he starts peeking on his neighbors across, you know, from his rear window. You know, he can he's he can look out and he sees this big apartment complex with these windows he can watch people go come and go as they please, you know. And he thinks that one watch of his one neighbors
2: address.
0: Yeah, um he thinks one of his neighbors is um has killed his wife. Hmm. And, you know, as Jimmy Stewart says, like, "There's a murderer. There's a murderer in the building." Clarence. Clarence. I I can't go anywhere. Someone needs to suck my cock.
1: <laughs> but don't make it one of the blacks.
0: Ah, all those dirty Japs. I bombed them during the war. You know. The Chinese people. Um, but
1: <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think we've ever gotten a chance to use your racist Jimmy Stewart before
0: maybe not uh you know you know who who, who smells like grease, don't you <laughs> the mexicans
2: <laughs>
0: they smell all kind of like grease <laughs> um but uh racist jimmy stewart aside Rendo is uh, like a you know it's like it's very psychological you know a lot of tension because there's this one scene where he sends this woman uh crap i can't remember she's like his nurse or his girlfriend or something. He sends her over to the guy's apartment to look through his room, through his house while he's gone. And he can watch, and while she's in there, he comes home.
2: Mm.
0: Like, you watch it play out through his point of view. It's like, you know, this guy's getting closer. He can't tell her to, you know, leave, you know. Get out out of there. Get out of there. There's a dirty chink coming at you. (laughs) Oh, God. But, um... Yeah, it's just a very tense scene, and that's what I always like, uh, stuff like that, when it comes to, uh, like like I said earlier, horror movies, you know, tension and suspense is where it's at.
1: Now, with horror movies, do you prefer, like, a more grounded approach, or do you, like, can it be done, like, well, with, like, Supernatural, or, or um, Slasher, or whatever?
0: I, I don't have a thing, I don't have a... Uh, a bias, I guess. Like, I'd say my only bias is that I don't like gore and torture porn. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like hostile. Yeah, you know, I, I had to watch hostile. Well,
1: what first. about, like, the Saw movies?
0: I like the first Saw movie because, uh, you know, it was, a, like, the first Saw movie was, like, that. it was very, you know, very psychological, you know, dealing with, you know, the choices that you would have to make in order to survive. Mm-hmm. That, I love that, but as the... As the series went on, it became more about you know. All right, what kind of traps and what kind of new stuff can we use to fuck these people up?
1: Yeah, it became like more of a gimmick.
0: Yeah. Like Whereas, the, like
1: like the Final Destination movies. Yeah, and like you know, in,
0: uh, in the what the first saw the big trap was a handcuff and a hacksaw. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, less is more. People sometimes less is more.
1: Now, the reason I say that is because I recently saw a movie that I kind of had a. Lifelong, pretty well. i when I say recently, I say like last year, but I had kind of a lifelong sort of almost well, fear of seeing just based off of what I heard, which you know, which one it is, which one, uh, The Exorcist.
0: Oh yes, <laughs> your mother starts coxing hell. <laughs> exactly. That's me. That's me on like a, on a Thursday, Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: basically how you wake up every day. And I, and pu- you, I, you, you I puke. Yeah,
0: you puke out. Yeah, pea soup and spin my head around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you rise up, levitate. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I saw it and it, it's not pleasant to no. watch. Um, but. It's real, it's a well-made movie. That's what kind of struck me about it was that, you know, well, like we were talking about practical effects, like they did stuff like she's, at one point she's in the bed and she hasn't, like, transformed or anything yet. But it's like she's being, like, from the waist up, being thrown back and forth in the bed through, like, yeah. wires and special, like, a special kind yeah, of Yeah, I remember, thing.
0: yeah, they had something on the bed, too, to make it bounce.
1: Yeah, it, it did that at one point. And it's... Yeah. At first, it's actually kind of so, like, how they do, like, the haunting and stuff like that. Like, uh, it it's bouncing the bed, the lights flicker. Um, there's, like, a brief flash of something. Um, but as as it progresses, you know, it gets more and more, like, visibly disturbing. Like, she she starts, like, decaying in the face and, and like, looks like a demon.
0: And honestly, I'll be honest, when it comes to the extras, who of us hasn't Stuck a crucifix in her pussies. Come on.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that that part was more of like a documentary style thing.
0: <laughs> the life of MB. Yeah.
1: Jesus fucks you. Jesus fucks you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the power the power of Christ compels you to come.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that that mostly just... That was kind of like a surprise in that... I went into it deathly afraid because... I don't know how to explain it. And I don't know if I can explain it, but for some reason that concept kind of terrifies me more. Than...
0: You're afraid. You're afraid of ghosts.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm like. I'm like shagging on Scooby Doo.
0: Zoinks, man! I don't want to be possessed <laughs> by the devil.
1: I jump into a Great Dane's arms as he talks to me.
0: Are you? You jump in the air and like your legs spin, but they don't go anywhere for like <laughs> a three seconds. Then you hit the ground and then like, like
1: then a musical montage plays
0: you run through your, your your wall and there's like a big hole shaped like your body where you it, went through.
1: Exactly. I have to eat MB snacks to be brave.
0: And weed. We all know that was Shay's main arsenal.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's literally an episode where the mystery machine has like smoke coming out of
0: it. <laughs> and then they all step out, man, I should go, I could go for some Scooby snacks.
1: <laughs> exactly. heads. <laughs> but, um... I don't know, like the idea of, like I I don't care when like something happens to an adult in a movie, but the idea of something evil possessing a little kid,
0: yeah, that's what. There's
1: something it's like, inherently terrifying about that.
0: There was, I think it was one of the Friday Thirteenth movies. I've never seen it, but my father's talked about it, and there's a dog in it. I think Jason kills a dog, and he talked about that made him so mad because you know it's one thing to kill idiotic teenagers, you know. Yeah. Who are you know out there dumbasses you know but don't kill the dog what would the dog do to you man I know you're a spirit from hell who's you know has a blood <laughs> thirst for vengeance it's But don't take it out don't take it out on the dog well also
1: Michael Myers did that in the first uh, Halloween like the dog approaches him and is growling and then you hear like the dog yelp and then you cut to a limp dog
0: yeah
1: um. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like animal cruelty in movies either. But, uh I don't know. It's like, it's hard to, I guess it's hard to empathize with movie characters like that. It's just, I guess.
0: I, I guess... think the thing is, though, like most movies, like slasher films, they make the car- characters dickheads because they're going to kill them anyway. Yeah. You know? Which, they, and like slasher films like Halloween, especially Nightmare on Elm Street, um, they, they want you to... You end up rooting for the bad guy.
1: I don't know about in Halloween, because well, Halloween... You know,
0: I, I mean, as he... Well, maybe not Halloween, but, like, Friday the 13th, or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, especially.
1: Yeah, those two, like, are definitely, like, notorious for that. Like, like they go out of their way to not only make them dickheads, but make them idiotic dickheads.
0: We should split up. <laughs> and, I mean, Jason Voorhees walks like my 82-year-old grandmother with arthritis. Yeah. yeah he still catches them kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's also, like, with Michael. And, uh... Well, not Freddy. He's, he, like, the dream killer. Yeah. That's what so. I think
0: was more terrifying about him, is the fact that, you know, you gotta go to sleep sometime. You can't outrun someone in a dream.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um, and also, another horror movie that I like was Hellraiser. Uh, just because... It's not like a gore movie. It's more of like... I mean, there is gore in it, but it's mm-hmm. like it's story-driven.
0: Here's, here's something I've always been curious about Hellraiser. Not really so much the movies, but the actual character, Pinhead. Have you ever seen the first Hellraiser? Uh-uh. Okay. But um, how does Pinhead go down on a woman? How does that work?
1: Uh, She has to be a very kinky woman.
0: He goes down on her very slowly and very carefully.
1: Oh, is this is this good for you?
0: <laughs> does he actually talk?
1: Yeah, he does talk. Um he's like a kind of like a really deep voiced British guy. Cool. Um
0: He's a Lamy, eh?
1: Yeah, a limey. He's a limey. Like your Jimmy Stewart. Oh <laughs>
0: dirty dirty uh dirty Lamy. Surrendered to the Germans if had not been for us. We saved his ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess before we go, because we're kind of, we've kind of been going on for a while about yeah movies. we have. Um, I I want to ask um, first of all, what's your favorite movie of all time?
0: Would you say? Wow, see, I've been thinking about this as we've been talking, and dang, it's just it's hard for me to pick like a favorite movie honestly because it feels like they change. Like you know, you ask me on some day, oh, this is my favorite movie, you know, and another day, I'm like oh, no, no, no. This is my favorite movie. I would say that...
1: Well, okay. Here's what I intended to do for myself, so maybe I should give this to you as far mm-hmm. as fairness. Um, what's your favorite movie on a technical level? And what's your favorite movie just on a, like, nostalgic level? Or, or not nostalgic, but just... Eat you love it so much that you even, like, ignore its flaws and stuff. Um, all
0: right. Fam- favorite movie technical level would probably be L.A. Confidential. Um, I can watch L.A. Confidential over and over and over again. I have, actually, um, when I didn't have television. Mm -hmm. Um, That'd be my favorite technical film. My favorite nostalgic film. I don't give a damn about watching it, no of the flaws. And I know it's going to shock you to say this, for me to say this, but the first Ninja Turtle film. Hmm. Not Batman, but the first Ninja Turtle film.
1: Wow. I I didn't expect that. I mean, like, like you're... Considering how much we make fun of Sergio on OPP,
0: for... well, yeah, that's the thing though. Like, I I don't like Ninja shows now, but like when I was little, till the, from when I was like, uh, you know, a baby to the time that I was like nine, I was Ninja Turtles was right up there with Batman. I was a Ninja Turtle fiend.
1: Hmm. I mean, I've never seen it, but I. Uh... I'm, I'll take your word for it though. It's too good. That's, I, that's the
0: problem. That's see. That's the, <laughs> our 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 difference in years isn't much, but it's enough. Yeah, to well, show the difference between my generation, the Ninja Turtle generation, I like to call us the subset, and you, your generation.
1: Well, I mean, I that was my generation. It's just
0: I know, but still, you're no no generation. I will be. I will not be affiliated with a generation that does not like Ninja Turtles.
1: Ah, uh, well. Yeah. Good day, sir. <laughs> is this the end of Dork Nights? Uh,
0: <laughs> dorkfall. Yeah, Dorkfall. I was trying to come up with a, like a quick rhyme, but I couldn't come up with it. You know, the um, the bird wonder pissed off the the Dork Knight. I don't know. I can't think of nothing that rhymes with pissed off.
1: I'll come up with something in the show. There you go. Uh, but yeah, on the technical level, I would probably say Inception is my favorite. And I know, it's like, it's a modern film, so it's kind of hard to...
0: Well, I mean, you know, LA Confidential was in 98, so...
1: Well, yeah, but, I mean, this one was like 2010. Yeah, 2010, so... Um, but yeah, Inception, I've watched again and again, and it just... To me, it gets better with every viewing, so... On that level, I guess I, I enjoy that the most. Um, my favorite film of all time, without a doubt, no shock... Um, Batman. I I know, I know. It's like, my god. My god, what madness is this?
0: I do not want to live in a world in which you do not like Batman.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, it's the movie that I remember from the time I was probably three years old. Maybe even earlier. Maybe, like, before I could even talk. To, well, frankly, now... I have been able to watch that movie and get immense joy out of it, just the same level of joy that I've ever gotten for numerous reasons. Like it, it's, I guess I really <laughs> don't have to explain it, but it's like there will be a time and a place to explain why. So
0: there, there's there you equate watching Batman to masturbating?
1: Pretty much, uh, same effect.
0: You only takes
1: only takes one hand.
0: It takes. And one of them takes longer, and they're but but in defense, it's both. You, know, you have to clean up a lot after you're done with both. Well,
1: if I do both at the same time, by the time the first credit plays, I'm done.
0: You, you're done by the time the opening with uh, the two thugs on the rooftop.
1: No, that's giving me too much credit. Uh, I'm done by the time the Warner Brothers logo shows
0: up. <laughs> oh, you hear the music kicking? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, oh, done.
1: <laughs> done and on that note I guess we should probably hit uh, out well that's been this week's edition of the Dork Knights. tune in next week for a very special edition of the Dork
0: Knights. and by we can... special we mean retarded
1: yeah pretty retarded but I mean it's this show so you should expect it by now and if yeah. not like what's what's wrong with you
0: yeah you're the one that's retarded
1: yeah fucking idiot
0: He's a cheek, Dirty cheek. <laughs> o, o, those chinks, they taking their jobs. Clarence. That's he's exactly. guardian angel.
1: Exactly. But, um, yeah, tune in next week for the start of a very special month in Dork Nights. Same MB time, same bird channel. Brr,
0: brr, brr, brr. Taking flight, son. <laughs> With their mission
2: accomplished, these glamorous figures
0: vanish
2: as suddenly as they appear.